Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We have a very special guest in studio today, Mr. David Harris Jr. He is a author, man of many hats, author, political commentator, TV host. You just do everything, apparently. I try. If it fits, I try. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. We're really Absolutely excited to have pleasure. you. Glenn, top story for you. Uh, what's happening, really, what's happening with Tucker Carlson? Okay, Stu. I'll go Tucker Carlson as well. All right, David. Uh, the AOC uh, exposure. Okay. Mm. Look at that. That is just a treasure trove. Yeah. <laughs> really oh, I tell it you. just keeps giving. It does. Yeah. All right. Before we get into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. So my dad texted me the other day, and he was like, Sarah, I have some new fat pictures for you to use. Or oh, must have Thank you, Dad. <laughs> That's no. what I was looking for. And then the conversation that ensued was my mom and my dad arguing over which picture I looked fatter in, mm. the old one or the new one. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So we'll let you guys decide. So there's me uh, before I lost all of the weight. I can't believe it. A hundred pounds wow. heavier. And then there's the old one that we usually show David. But I, uh, I Go back. Go back. Okay, go, go back, Steven. Wow. wow. I go. I say the one in the Texas Stadium. Really? They, well, so you agree with your... That one's pretty big. <laughs> You're on <laughs> Team Mom. Yeah. Congratulations. So I, thank you. So I finally had to be like, okay, guys, can you stop arguing over which picture I look fatter in? Thank you. When was that? 12 years ago. Wow. Good yeah. for you. Um, but... Point being, I use Ridizone to maintain. I know you guys hear about Ridizone all the time, but it really does work. I get uh, viewer feedback all the time. They send me emails and they're like, Sarah, this is working for me. I just wanted to share my story. Thank you so much for turning me on to it. So if you have some weight to lose or if you are just looking to maintain, you can go to Ridizone.com. Go there now and use promo code TheBlaze. You can get 30% off of a three-month supply. Uh, that's like $1.39 a day. I think you can afford that. Stu looks like he wants to say something. Well, I just wanted to mention that about 12 years ago is when Glenn was on CNN Headline News. And uh, that, uh, those pictures, that. yeah, uh, those pictures would have the same difference. They just kind of reversed in timeline. Yeah. It's still a before and after picture. Right, it's still a before and before after. And after. My, she uses Zone. I use butter. <laughs> <laughs> right, Glenn. Available at all supermarkets. Tucker Carlson. Uh, Tucker Carlson. All right, so... Um, you know, when I saw his uh, when I saw his response last night, uh, I was um, deeply moved. Not not by you know rally around Tucker. It's look at where we are as a nation, and if we don't stop this witch hunt, because that's what this is. Yep. This is a political witch hunt. We are, they're going to pick us off one by one. And then the people on the left, they think they're fine. Van Jones, yeah. a guy who was a communist, <laughs> is no longer welcome in their tribe. Wow. If you think they're going to, right? <laughs> if you think you're going to be safe from this, and tomorrow I have a, I have a letter from a, a listener who is listening to us today, said... Glenn, it's not just you. And she tells a story about how she went for a job interview. I think it took a month to get this of job interviews. She got it. It was a great job, blah, blah, blah. She was still supposed to start on Monday. Then HR, after she's quit, she's, she's in. HR then, over the weekend, on the Monday she's supposed to start, on that Saturday, they call and say, I uh, just want you to know, we checked your Facebook and... 
you're not really uh, wow. somebody for us. You've used some offensive language. And she's like, I don't, I, I don't know what I've done. She said they, they quoted something that she had said or retweeted or something, but it was just about transgenderism. And not welcome. Not welcome. Where does it end? It doesn't. It doesn't. It ends in complete silence. And we have to stop this. Still, there's talk story with Tucker yeah, there's never enough uh, coffee to be woke enough. You know, you're never going to be there. You're never, <laughs> never. Gonna get, you're never going to be woke enough. Um, and you know, it wasn't a Deborah Messing, I believe, that uh, came out for National Women's Day. Yes, and made uh, this was amazing. Some, she made uh, vagina cupcakes mm-hmm. to show how much oh. she loved women. And then, of course, had to apologize because I don't know if you know this, but women aren't defined by their body parts, and women can sometimes have different kinds of body parts. Not all women have vaginas. Exactly. Obviously. obviously. There's never a point. I just where you want to just say, yes, they do. Yes, they do. I say yes, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It seem like a fact. Um, but I mean, you're never going to get there. And, you know, it's it, it, as much as I think conservatives are right to complain, as we do, about uh, being banned. I mean, it hasn't just been conservatives who have gone down this road. I mean, Kevin Hart is no conservative. He just went down this road. Van Jones. But they begged him back. They begged him to come back. Uh, yeah, they did. They did. Uh, that's that's yes, true. Um, certainly easier, I would say, on the left. Mm-hmm. But there's no I mean, you'll never get to that point where uh, you're going to hit the standard, because the standard is always Look moving. Look at RuPaul. RuPaul, yeah. RuPaul was mocked RuPaul. because he used the word tr- tranny. Um, and this is a guy who, who you know, was a trailblazer for, for LGBT rights and acceptance, and yet he's even being criticized because now he's not woke enough. It's a never-ending road. And the other thing that it does is it ruins anybody's, uh, it ruins essentially our entertainment, right? I mean, like, if you can't say anything, if you can't be interesting when you're saying something, if every single thing you think of has to be run through the woke, uh, you know, purity machine, you're never going to say anything interesting. Nothing's going to be funny. No storytelling's going to be interesting. I I will eliminate a a huge part of American culture. I almost asked um, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge today because he called in. And um, uh, I almost asked him today, how, how does this do, how, how does this help you with guests? Because, you know, I've been on the Howard Stern show. Uh, I, you know, smart enough not to say anything on the Howard Stern show. Um, but n- who's going to go do those shows? Yeah. Who, who would open up and joke and have fun? You're doomed if you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I want to get uh, into more detail of what Tucker Carlson said and why that matters so much to you. Um, it doesn't matter what he said to me. It, uh, Tucker Carlson saying things in 2006 does not affect my life. No, I mean his response to oh, the so backlash. Well, let's go look. Can we, let, we have a few takes. Let's, uh, we, here's his monologue. We have it, I think, in four cuts. Here's cut one. This is a system built on deceit and enforced silence. Hypocrisy is its hallmark. Yet in Washington, it's considered rude to ask questions about how exactly it works. Why are the people who consider Bill Clinton a hero lecturing me about sexism? How can the party that demands racial quotas denounce other people as racist? After a while, you begin to think that maybe their criticisms aren't sincere. Maybe their moral puffery is a costume. Maybe the whole conversation is an absurd joke. Maybe we're falling for it. So everything he said in this monologue... I felt was 100% true and is where people really are. 
we all know this is a game. We all know this isn't, this is not moral outrage. Moral outrage, maybe, maybe, if somebody just said it. They were on and they said something horrific, blah, blah, blah. Recently. Right. Recently. Yeah. Like, just, you just, just happened. Right. You can't go back and find something that nobody's listening to anymore right. and then say, oh, my gosh, look at this. You're the pimp. You become the outrage pimp. You are looking for pieces that you can sell. That's not real outrage. And nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Right. They're going to go mean, digging for anything. I mean, who doesn't have some right. something that's controversial in their closet? Especially when people don't understand. We are now in, in a capitalism that is called surveillance capitalism. Yeah. And as I described it on radio today, how long would it take you if you went into a mall and you're walking in and somebody starts to follow you and they write down which store you went into what you picked up, what you purchased, what you almost purchased, where you went after that, then where you went to have a drink, what you drank, all of it. Well, that's capitalism now. All of that data is being, is being culled on you. Everywhere you go, everything you do, everything you say, it's all being culled. Now, if that was real life, it wouldn't take you long before you'd say, I need a cop. Yeah. Somebody is following but because it's not real life, you don't notice it. Now, I'm sorry, but at some point, you're going to pick your nose. And there's going to be a picture of you picking your nose or something much, much worse. And if I have your whole life and I can go that piece, that piece, and that piece, you're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. You're doomed. It's my understanding that capitalism was just a philosophy of capital? capital. Yeah. <laughs> capital. Oh. That's what I thought it was. Right. That's what I learned. That's a great point. Thank you. Uh, Stu, you want to chime in on Tucker Carlson's response? Uh, yeah. Actually, we have another clip of it. Maybe uh, check out one more clip here real quick. These are the people who write our movies and our sitcoms. They are not shocked by naughty words. They just pretend to be when it's useful. It's been very useful lately. The left's main goal, in case you haven't noticed, is controlling what you think. In order to do that, they have to control the information that you receive. Mm. Google and Facebook and Twitter are fully on board with that. They're happy to ban unapproved thoughts, and they don't apologize for it. They often do. So do the other cable channels and virtually every major news outlet in this country. This is so, really, oh, sorry, this is really the only answer to this. I mean, I remember our first Media Matters alert was uh, we had Colin Powell on the air. I think how long ago this was. It was yeah. during uh, the Bush administration, obviously, and he came on to explain something about the war, and they... Media Matters was criticizing Colin Powell for going on such a hate mongers radio show. Um, and it's funny, like, I remember when that first happened, it was like, oh my gosh, like, we're, this is a serious thing. And over time, it just becomes so dull. We've had thousands of them now. And, I, you know, they take credit for getting Glenn kicked off the air. It's like, well, why was Fox offering us contracts then? I, I mean, we left because we wanted to do something like this, something that was protected from all that nonsense. Even though Fox. Kind of, uh, kind of. Let me, let me just chime in. Mm-hmm. Kind of protected. Last night's show that we did, and I made available to people, mm-hmm. has been demonetized. So wow. uh, it w- On YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. So I did a show last night. It was on Congresswoman Omar. Omar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and and the, there was nothing controversial yeah. in it. It was all fact-driven. It's, here's the Muslim Brotherhood. They create Hamas. They need something in the United States. They create care. Here are the people who did it. Here's the dates that they have. Here are the documents they have demonetized so did they say why 
No. Well, no. you're you're a target. I mean, they demonetize every video I put on YouTube mm. for three days, and then they make me request a review, mm-hmm. and then they'll give it back to me three days later. By that time, the majority of people mm-hmm. already watched it. That's a game they do play, and they've been playing. And if they're doing it to me, I'm nowhere as, as known as you. They're obviously going to do it to any conservative that's well known. So it's happening to all of us. If yeah. you have a point of view and you are at all effective, it it, it it's happening to all of us. So. You know, it's it's already here. It's already yeah. here in the sphere where where that that has real influence. The real influence is not in cable news anymore. It's online. And, you know, where I was going with that is that you know, like, there's no solution to this problem except eventually companies be getting a spine and caring about free speech. And they may never do that. I mean, I you know this one does, right? Like, so you know, I feel comfortable saying what you want to say here because I know. Uh, that's what this company does. It's what we stand for. However, you know, YouTube doesn't stand for that right now. You know, Twitter doesn't stand for that in many cases. Neither does Facebook or any. Or, and, and I will say, Fox uh, has had its. It's you know, it didn't really happen to us. It's not happening to Tucker. They tried to do it to Laura Ingram and to Sean Hannity, and they stood pretty much tall in those situations. Will they? Will that continue? I mean, yeah. I, I hope it does. Tucker seems to be pretty confident about it. Play the last uh, clip here of Tucker. Play the last one. Since the day we went on the air, they've been working hard to kill this show. We haven't said much about it in public. It seemed too self-referential. The point of this show, is show has never been us. But now it's obvious to everybody. There's no pretending that it's not happening. It is happening. And so going forward, we'll be covering their efforts to make us be quiet. For now, though, just two points to leave you with. First, Fox News is behind us as they have been since the very first day. Toughness is a rare quality at a TV network, and we are grateful for that. Second, we've always apologized when we're wrong, and we'll continue to do that. That's what decent people do. They apologize. But we will never bow to the mob, ever, no matter what. That is, that is quite a statement to make. Absolutely. And, uh, and I believe Fox at this point, because they've gone through it before, and if they allow this to work, they're done. Yeah. They're done. Yep. But I want to give you last word before break. On the entire Tucker thing? All the Tucker Carlson controversy. The other, the other thing that really stands out to me is what this does to the American people. Mm-hmm. Is it continues to give the American people that either have a chip on their shoulder, that are especially the left, they're continually walking around with chips on their shoulder, uh, and looking for any reason to paint any one of us that supports our president uh, or is a known conservative as anything negative and racist, it's fueling them. I mean, it's, it's literally what our president, Donald Trump, said. Fake news is the enemy of the people, the American people, because it gives the American people something to just shoot back at, at conservatives, and it's, another, it's more hateful division. Mm-hmm. So in the end of this whole thing, it's the American people that are losing. Yeah. We, should, we should want to come together as a country and love each other. I shared earlier, I think, on your show, Glenn, that uh, going through the airport yesterday with my Make America Great Again hat, I had so many people, unfortunately. I always wear it when I travel, but I had so many people and one steward, one flight attendant on the plane that looked at me, looked at my hat, and then looked at me again, and then just gave me such a look of disgust. And every time she looked at me on the plane, it was with just an absolute look of disgust. The only other time I've seen that kind of look of disgust is when I knew it was a white person that was racist, and they were looking at me because of the color of my skin. Mm. Now we're seeing that come from American people to other Americans, regardless of your skin color. But it's the same evil. It's the same hatred. It's, it's, it's the same garbage that 
should be should have been eradicated was eradicated and, and it's it shouldn't be happening i i will tell you i i i don't want to wear a maga hat i'm just not that guy um but as i said before the press and the left make me want to wear one yeah make me want to sport it because it's it's like screw you yep screw you back in a minute We're talking about his business dealings in Russia and his Before we get to uh, AOC treasure trove that's there, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. I know Relief Factor has helped me. Um, I have some protruding discs in my back from a car accident, and it's worked wonders for me. Nothing else had worked in the past, and I know, Glenn, it changed your life as well. Yeah, it's, it's uh, been, a, been a lifesaver for me, literally a lifesaver for me. If you're in pain, 60% of Americans are in pain daily. A third of those just give up and say nothing's going to change it. It's like the most depressing statistic. It really is. It really is. <laughs> you just don't think they're ever going to yeah. live out of pain. I think that's probably the way the founders were. I, I'm convinced the founders were brave because their teeth hurt and everything hurt. And they're just like, I don't care. Shoot me. Put me out of my misery. Um, but uh, you, know, you don't have to live in pain. And 70% of the people who try Relief Factor order it month after month after month, just like I do. I've been taking it for over a year now, and it has dramatically reduced my pain. Uh, you can go to relieffactor.com. Get the three-week quick start pack for $19.95 right now, relieffactor.com. David, yes. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, goodness. Sandy from, from <laughs> Yorktown. Yes. From the block. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Alex from the block, yes. It's like how much... Does she just continue to show us that she's completely fake, mm-hmm. a fraud, uh, doesn't know what she's talking about? And then we find out that she wasn't even interested in politics, that her brother actually added her name to a casting call that she went to. And I think the clip you've got will, will show that. Back in 2016, we put out a call for nominations. We got over 10,000 nominations. Out of those 10,000 nominations, we found Alexandria. My brother told me that he had sent my nomination in the summer, but I was like literally working out of a restaurant and I was like, there's no way. A casting call. They had a casting call. They cast Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the role of Congresswoman. That makes so much it's, sense now. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I watch it. Do you know who this guy is? I, so I had one of my fans send that to me. Yeah. And so I caught the video and watched it, but I haven't connected with him yeah, yet. Yeah, so I haven't connected with him yet either. I got it this morning. Um, and uh, from the time I saw it this morning uh, till about, I don't know, a couple of hours ago, it had already gained another 20,000 views. It's it's moving quickly. I've never seen this guy before, but he makes a compelling case. It's like 25, 26 minutes long. Yeah. Um, but he shows the the videos like that that show she is not even real. No. She's she. That's why. And they and they go through. Did you watch all of it? Yeah, I did. So yeah. they go through all of the places where she's just parroting the words. She's a puppet. It's amazing. They're creating the story. They're creating the message. And again, this is a this is proof that the American people are losing. We don't have somebody patriotic that's representing us, or at least that district. They don't have somebody patriotic. They don't have somebody who's even interested in politics. She answered a casting call like an actress 
and got and got hired. Now she's in Congress. What is this? It shows too that why she can never figure out what the heck she's talking about, right? Yeah. Like, and you see the tape and you see the things where you see those people who are now working for her mm-hmm. years ago talking about things, and yep. then you see her now on television parroting exactly Saying what the they stuff. said. Yep. You understand why once you ask her beyond that framework, yeah. why it all falls apart. No clue. No clue. Yeah, she's clueless. What does it say about the American people that they have latched? Well, I should say the left uh, America that they've latched onto her and you know follow everything she says to a T when she doesn't like. She very clearly does not even know what she's talking about. She's she's an actress, mm-hmm. and they've launched her into the spotlight and latched onto everything that she says. What does that say? You know, about if I was on the left and I saw this video, uh, I would feel played. Yeah, I would feel because they they break down why the target demographic is, what percentage makes less than twenty thousand dollars a year, what their what what would appeal to them, and then they go say the exact same stuff to appeal to that voter base. And that's how they got her in, and that's how they're going to try to do that. They're going to try to do that. I mean, it's, it says it's the Justice Democrats mm-hmm. uh, that are that are behind this, and they say now they've done it once and they've proved that it works. They're going to do it across the country. If I was a liberal, if I was on the left, I'd feel played and used finding out that they just found what my trigger points were going to be to try to bait me into voting for somebody, and then they proved that it worked there. I'd be I'd be upset. So what I don't understand is like uh, the left has all the good actors and actresses. Why wouldn't they use them? Like oh, they have actual people who she can is, act. She is likable, though. She really is likable. Yeah. Well, they changed I, I her story she, enough to make her likable. Yeah. yeah. Alexandria I, I, I you, from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's all bullcrap. Well, right, but it's just it's bizarre to me that you take a story of a girl who was just a bartender and basically showing everyone that in capitalism you can have someone who's just a bartender who's a nobody rise to mm-hmm. you know be a leader of the country. But then, on the flip side, she's telling everyone that our country is garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It well, makes but no because sense. I, I will tell you, I think the, just benefited the, from this country, right? right. But. If you know, you know, remember, um, we were reporting on Barack Obama when Hillary was still ahead, and it looked like she was going to win. And then if you remember right, there was that big meeting with George Soros and the leaders of the Democratic Party with Hillary, and then suddenly, things are starting to go Barack's way, and she's kind of taking a back seat, and everybody shifts their attention over to Barack Obama, and he races to the top. And it was clear that he was selected yep. to be the president of the United States, or at least the nomination uh, was going to be given to him, just like they did it with Bernie Sanders. Sorry, she's going to be the one. Um, and that's kind of what this is. This is just a continuation of that. It's, it's, it's a Manchurian candidate. Yeah. It's somebody who we think can uh, rally the people and I think they probably learned this from Ronald Reagan. He was an actor, and he really could you know, speak to the soul of America. The deal was he believed it, and those yeah. were his own words. <laughs> yeah, he was passionate about it. Right. He believed it. He had, gone through, you know, he had gone through the fires of hell from FDR to Barry Goldwater and knew what he believed. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah. think Cortez believes it. I think she just believes it at the level of like an entry-level blogger. I think like she she's sees the heard the tweets or she's read the tweets. Like she's seen, she's got a yeah. paycheck. She kind of gets the general theme. She's supposed to attack these people and say these things about these people, but she has no depth. Again, it's, it's just an embarrassment for Boston University. <laughs> All right, back in a minute. 
I would like to be there. Before we uh, end the regular programming and jump into overtime, David, I want to make sure everyone knows where they can find you and where they can find this book yes. of yours. Absolutely. So on all my social media channels, I'm David J. Harris Jr. It's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, my website is davidharrisjr.com. That's where you can get the book that I was actually able to give to the president in October. Wow. Handed him a copy, told him what chapter I thought I should read. It's on uh, pro-life, uh, how my wife was almost aborted, and uh, her mom walked out of the abortion clinic at the last minute. Mm. If you missed his, his the testimony today on radio, it was amazing. And it, it's in our... Two or hour three? Uh, hour two. Two to three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Two, two and started, three. Yeah. We ran long. Uh, you listen to it on the archives at Blaze TV. And we've got 10 seconds left. Uh, to, how often is your show? Monday through Friday at 4 o'clock on Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And you get the book at DavidHarrisJr.com. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. We were discussing off air. Uh, you were getting some some interesting looks for your what your flight was this morning. Last night. Last night, yeah, okay. From California, I flew through San Francisco to Dallas. What were you doing so controversial, David? Ah, I was just being myself. When I travel, I like to wear my Make America Great Again hat. <sighs> and I will always wear it when I travel. And I'll normally, like the last time I went to D.C. a few weeks back, uh, I get a lot of, you know, I like your hat. I got a lot of I like your hats, actually, that trip. And every once in a while, I'll get somebody to do a double take, you know, look at my hat, and they'll look at me like, you're black. They'll look at my hat again, and it's like... Do you understand? Do, can you read? Yeah. Perhaps you yeah. can't read, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe you, you don't know what's on your hat. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of some of the looks. But yesterday was interesting because I didn't get... I got one, actually. I remember I got one I like your hat at the end of the very last se- uh, flight uh, segment from one of the guys that was on the flight. But um, I got a lot of crazy stares. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of really ugly looks. And then the flight attendant looked at me, looked at my hat, looked at me again, and then just gave me the most disgusting look. The, and every time I saw, every time she looked at me on the plane, she looked at me with that same look of disgust. Has, anyone, the, has anyone ever, like, cursed at you or just, just said something really, really crude? Only if, I was, only if I was at, like, the Women's March. Um, I was at the Women's March. I was <laughs> there at you're the, just asking for it at that well, point. Well, there, <laughs> there I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm there to, yeah, see, see, you know, if I can talk to anybody and talk any sense in anybody, which I had that one video went pretty crazy with the, the shaved-headed uh, lady that <laughs> yeah. was saying facts, you know, not logic. Right. Uh, or emotions, not logic. And uh, so there I was looking for it. But the, the look I got from the lady yesterday, it reminded me of the look that I know I've gotten, especially when I was younger, from uh, somebody I knew was a racist and looked at me with that same look of disgust mm-hmm. because of the color of my skin. Now we've got average Amer- everyday Americans. Yeah. It's like you don't know me. I'm yeah. a family man. I'm a businessman. I'm a I'm a father. I'm a yeah. husband. That's like you know. Yeah, yesterday I picked up my daughter at a little gymnastics camp, and she came up and gave daddy a big hug. And I look over, and I'm getting these nasty looks. And sure, she was wearing a Carson Wentz jersey, and maybe that may have been the reason <laughs> uh, in Dallas. But still, understandable. <laughs> well, maybe still. Right. in that case, maybe you're right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, elderly Americans. 
They're dying. They're on their deathbeds. This and they a, just, they have got a big problem. This is a truly sad story. And yeah. it kind of gives uh, light to the fact that, you know, politics are important. Like, these principles are important. But there are times where you can go too far caring about them. It's like it, people get, are now so political. It's like we have a representative system. In theory, the idea was, like, we're out there doing real jobs. And we're out there, like, back in the day, you're farming. You're, 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 uh, you're, you're putting horseshoes on horses. So you're doing things that they were doing in the 17 and 1800s. And you have representatives who are supposed to execute the principles of the, you know, of the people they represent. That's what it's supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to, uh, you know, uh, you know, make it, it wasn't supposed to be our whole lives, mm -hmm. unless you're really in, you know, this world on a daily basis. Well, Look at this. This is just depressing from Newsweek. Uh, this is a guy telling a story. You got to call at 11 o'clock. My mom said, well, dad's not feeling well. He can't really stand. So uh, he, within a couple of hours, they called 911, got him to the ER because he wasn't getting any better. So, you know, son goes to his side. He says it was uh, quiet for a little while, Walter Tindler told the news outlet. And then he just sat up halfway and looks at me and he says, S or crap, I'm not going to see the Mueller report, am I? And that was the last coherent thing he said. The man, the man's wow. last words were he wanted to see the Mueller oh, you report. Mean he died. He died. <laughs> Asking about the Mueller <laughs> report. About the Mueller report. Are you kidding me? He's there with his family. Oh my god. He could have said, "I remember when you were six, and I, you know, the, oh, we I have this memory. Remember that shit? Oh, I'm gonna no. miss you. I love you. I'm gonna miss the Mueller report. Oh my I mean, god. That is a depressing story, man. But I, it's like that's the problem. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's just it dominates our lives, and it's yeah. like you know whether you think you know Trump. Is the greatest guy or the worst guy? He's not supposed to be the only guy in your life. You're yeah. supposed to have a family and friends, yes. and and like you know, it shouldn't be nonstop worship of the guy, and it shouldn't be nonstop criticism of the guy, like you see on MSNBC or CNN. Yep. That's not that's not a recipe for a healthy society. No, <laughs> you know, we have lives to lead. Yeah, and I think you know, families to love. I, feel, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was never like this. I don't really remember anymore. I mean, I you know, we kind of I got into this business around the time of the 2000 election. Um, where it was really crazy, right? I mean, the Gore-Bush thing was really crazy, and it feels like it's been really crazy ever since. Mm -hmm. Maybe it always has been. I mean, certainly. I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I don't so. remember it ever being like this. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I know I'm I'm younger. Not just saying I'm younger. Nah, than you, I but, see. I see. I mean, so I don't. I have a, a less of a memory of what happened previously, yeah. but it just feels like it's just building off mm -hmm. of the previous year's momentum of hate. Yeah. Every single year. Yeah, well, I mean, we're the same age. We were talking about this off the air. And it's like, I remember, you know, as a kid growing up with Reagan being like the big figure. And he was the formative, probably political figure of, of my life. And yeah, he, got a, he got a lot of criticism, though. I mean, he was definitely criticized. But it doesn't it feel like, like this, anything no. like this. I mean... They they called him uh, you know insane. They I mean you know they were doing major you know music videos of him being like incompetent and he would wake up in the middle of the night and press the nuke button instead of the nurse button and like I mean you know that was a they haven't brought that out for Trump yet. <laughs> for, I don't know why. Waiting. That's the one thing they never they don't really try that with him. They never say he's uh he's basically you know in the middle of dementia like they did with Ronald Reagan. I thought somebody tried for a minute. Maybe they Pelosi or Maxine. They tried yeah. to throw that out. Maybe he you know I, he's so much energy. Yeah. That's the one thing I, you can always you can't say anything. It, you can say a lot of things about Donald Trump, man. Watching that guy, you know, seventy plus years old, running around the country, uh, rally after rally after rally. That was yeah. that was impressive. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to hit him with that. But I mean, there's always been criticism, particularly of Republicans. It's just at a point now where it's just it's nonstop. I mean, it's, it's not it's not even mildly rational anymore. And it's like you know, when you're at the point where your last thought. I mean, this is a person who's lived a full life, and their last <laughs> thought is, "I want to see the Mueller report." How old was he? 
I, I know. I mean, it was he was a. It didn't say that. He I had dementia, so, so I mean, I guess he was older. Yeah. But I mean, also, wh- who is the son who like wants to share that story? No, I know. Yeah, don't, like, deny how that. Good son, how good of a son right? have you been? Maybe he yeah. is dad. Maybe yeah. they didn't have a good relationship at all. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what kind? Of, I read that. I read that headline, and I just thought. I really thought to myself, the same thing. How depressing. How terrible of a life <laughs> must yeah. you have lived that that is consuming your all of your thoughts on your deathbed. Like, uh, how enriching of a... I mean, it it's must like, have been, like, the worst life ever. I want this saga to be over with the Mueller report, <laughs> but I know when it comes out, I'm going to have to read it. Yeah. And that is going to be, like, hours and hours. And that's good. Let's all sign it to Jason and just <laughs> act like I read it later. Give me some bullet points on yeah, that. Right. Exactly. But I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so Facebook, you know, Elizabeth Warren, mm. uh, good old Liz, Focahontas. Mm-hmm. She called for, what, Facebook and Google and Amazon. She wants a breakup yes. of all of the tech giants. She ran some ads on Facebook uh, for this. And <laughs> Did she really? Yeah, and so Facebook removed Of course the they ads. would. Yes, Facebook removed the ads. Of course and they would. And then there was this they? big outcry. I was. And they interesting. restored them. That's a very interesting dynamic right there. Yeah, because I don't know, because uh, there are a lot of weird rules around political advertising. Like, we know, if you if every every campaign cycle, the same story happens. And I, th- I always think it's just bizarrely, you know, uh, just interesting. And that, like, there's always some, like, either huge racist or anti-Semite or some terrible person running in some tiny race. And they place ads on the radio station, and the radio station can't say no to them legally. Mm. They have to run them because it's a political ad from a political candidate. Wow. And it's always someone saying, like, the worst, crazy, terrible things. And I don't know. I mean, I, could Facebook... I, I don't know the laws around digital, if it's any different than in radio, but I know if, if, if you were running an ad and it was from a candidate mm-hmm. and it was to break up a giant radio company like iHeartMedia or something, they would have to run it in the middle yeah. of the campaign. They would have to, illegally. So I, I, they it's may be required to actually run that. It would be interesting to see. Because, I, I mean, I wonder, though, if the laws are just kind of behind... Oh, yeah, right. You know what I mean? The like the law, law, yeah, like the laws don't include. Uh, you they've know, been kind of a, any of the digital media. They've been kind of a, a, a island to themselves for a while. I mean, there's been a lot of lawsuits brought against mm-hmm. them. One yes. of my friends is actually bringing one, uh, mm-hmm. April 5th, which actually has the best shot to get around their uh, uh, their community standards. And the CDA mm-hmm. is actually the the organization that basically says, well, they're in, they're their own entity. They can manage their own platform. It's so that see, free, the free speech issues don't comply. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jason Fick is going to be taking it to court with them based on something completely different that should be able to get around it. But it's interesting to see a liberal from the left yeah. feel some of what a lot of us conservatives have been mm. feeling for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is an interesting issue because, uh, you know, you're right, Elizabeth Warren wants to break up these companies. And today, Ted Cruz uh, tweeted in agreement that, the, that she, he also wants them to break up did these he companies. Really? He did he really? I can see that gaining bipartisan. Yeah, support. and it's, it's an interesting one because I feel, cause, and you're in the middle of this. You have a huge Facebook, or Facebook page and lots yeah. of social media. That's, your, that's your, your business, and, it, and it's a huge part of our business as well. I, you know, as a conservative, I feel really uncomfortable breaking, breaking up companies, telling companies who they can and can't leave on platforms. Yeah. It's an issue I think the right in particular is struggling with. The left will do whatever they want, whatever benefits right. them at any given moment. Yeah. But I think like when you're thinking, going back to sort of the, the principle of it, 
you know, it is free speech, but again, you know, these companies are private companies. And if I create, like, if I were to create a, you know, a religious social media network, I shouldn't be required to keep on some atheist or some porn purveyor or, you know, whatever but, disagrees with what my belief system is. But they actually tout themselves as an open and yeah. fair and free platform right. for everybody to yeah. have a voice. Yeah. It's, both that's of those not things what they, combined, that's the problem. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think they should be able to tell anybody they want to be on their platform, but they shouldn't get any extra protections of being an open platform as opposed to a publisher. And that's a point I know Cruz has brought up before. Well, that's what they say they're yeah. not. They, yeah. say, they try to say they're not a publisher. Not a publisher. Right. What Jason, Jason Fick's mm. uh, lawsuit is going to actually prove that they have acted uh, as a publisher. He had at one point 25 million followers spread across several pages, 20-so pages. And they took 14 million pages uh, followers from his pages. And then they said, we'll give them back to you. We'll republish them, but you have to sell them to this other competing company. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's shady. It's yeah, very scary. shady. So he's got piles and piles of evidence, mm. and um, his lawyers are, are pretty confident that uh, they'll wow. be able to get around the CDA uh, immunity clause and actually show that uh, the CDA has been being manipulated in order wow. to keep Facebook guarded. So That's again, really then, then, it's, watch, then yeah. it's what what happens because... Yeah, it gets sticky when you have the government getting in and trying to say, well, this is what you can and can't do, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we don't want socialism. We right. don't want it in anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it becomes very interesting to see at least the conversation is open and at least Elizabeth Warren is seeing uh, some of what we've been dealing with. She was interviewed, no, by the way, and uh, she was asked who her dream VP pick would be. Did you guys happen to see this? No. Care to take a guess? Dream VP. Her dream. Now, this is, you know... In all of history, right? Not oh, like someone okay, okay. right now, but oh, just okay. if she could have picked any. General Custer. No, no probably not. Probably not. No, I, I'm not. drawing a blank. I don't not know. at all close. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yes! As no. fake as she is, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an interesting one. I, I, Geronimo. Yeah, you feel like it would be like. She, it has to be. She's very much a focus group type of candidate. So mm-hmm. she's picking. Like some liberal icon, I would say. Harriet Tubman. Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt. Right. That's an interesting Roosevelt, isn't one. Isn't it? Now founder of the Progressive Party. Uh, so, you know, oddly, yeah, also was a Republican. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Know, but a founder of the Progressive Party probably fits a lot closer. Yeah. You think she's... trying to go for the black vote. At what point during the... Well, she'll, she'll do that. She'll say she's black next. Right. <laughs> Maybe there's one one-thousandth of a twenty-fourth of her bla- a black in her, but... How, can we just play... We're just playing right now. Uh, how much longer until she just decides to, to exit the race? Is she in it? I don't think she's the first one. Like, I think a, a Gillibrand will be out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. She's going nowhere. There's a few of those, you know... Uh, there's a few of those senators that I think might drop out before her. She's doing, she's got a lot of money, mm-hmm. and she is trying to do this thing where basically every big news story she kind of comes in and comments on. Like, she just releases a new policy every day that just, like, uh, you know, attaches to whatever big news story is out there. And so someone's rich. Well, it's a wealth tax. You know, well, right. the, you know, there's some problem with Facebook. Oh, well, I've got to, we're going to break up those companies. She's, like, doing that. She's kind of the only one, though, that's actually articulating any actual policies. I mean, if you think about it, all those candidates are running around saying how uh, intersectional they are and how bad Donald Trump is. But yeah. she's the only one. At least she's proposing policies. I think she'll stick around for a little while. She'll, I think she'll make it to a primary or, or I think she'll make it to New Hampshire. Yeah. If she makes it to if she makes it to New Hampshire and, you know, comes in anything other than lower than second, maybe third, she'll be out. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think she has the money to last. I think you'll see several of these people before we even get to Iowa drop, and that's going to be. I hope she lasts as long as you're yes. saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that'll mean that she's. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. It'll, it'll mean that she's wasted a whole lot of money too. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was the upside to me of whenever Beto, I'm sorry, Robert Francis O'Rourke lost. Yes. I was like, ah, they just wasted so much <laughs> money on this guy, and he yep. lost. Yep. Uh, all right, today's The Blaze Why comment comes from, I believe it's Sabes84. We have that tweet. And remember, you can be tweeting us your questions and comments using the hashtag The Blaze Why. That's W-H-Y for podcast listeners. Uh, okay, yes, Sabes. All right, no, let's do the, uh, so, I'm sorry, the tweet came in incorrectly. So the question was, let's, let's show the diagram, please. So okay. how, this is a very controversial subject. Not for me. How do you... Insert your toilet paper into the toilet paper over. holder. Is it over? Yeah. Or is it under, behind? Over, right. It's very clearly over, right? It's very clearly over, yeah. I would say over, too, um, but uh, I don't know why exactly. What? Because you're green with us, you know we're Yeah, right. you, because yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> your yes, pressure. That's it, that's it, you have to have a reason. Had you really, though, had you ever really thought about it? I don't think so, but I think really? automatically I would put on. it on. The, I would put it on the, the over the over way. So that, I, I mean, I think I'm with you guys, but yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. It, it just makes really the most matter. sense. It does make the most sense. Right? It also makes sense that women probably was what you're going to show always do more more over than men, right? I'm not sure if that if it has it in the diagram. I think the let's statistic see, is that way. Let's see the results of. Uh, oh, it doesn't break it down. A, no, it but 71 percent said over. Eight percent said under. Twenty percent said it doesn't matter. You guys, yeah, it matters. It matters. Uh, it matters. It gets because it gets stuck when you do it under. It, it's like harder to pull. Yeah. And it, it, you just don't especially want especially for a big guy like me. And it's and I don't have a lot of room. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to try to get around underneath. You know the back of the uh, thing to yeah, pull. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Team sure. We sold you. No, I think so. Yeah. We have sold you. I'm very. I'm very. Influ- I'm very easily influenced. Now you'll think about it. Yes, I will. And. Another, the blaze why, Dan. Dan ah. asked us to tell him, and I'm sorry, Dan, that I didn't tell you that we were going to do this today, but we've got your ginger ale that you gave us. He asked us a while back if, um, here. Oh, this is exciting. Yes, if Stu had ever tried the extra hot ginger ale. What is it? What, how would you pronounce that? Blenheim? Blen, Blenheim? Blenheim. Blenheim. There you go. And Stu, being the soda drinker he is. Mm-hmm. Kind of sore. So we had yeah. to, yes. Whew. I assume that's got, you, so that's got a kick to it. Yeah, that's no, a, got a kick that to it. Sends the nostrils right oh, there. Oh wow! <laughs> Don't smell it. Goodness. Ooh, okay. Mm. All right, let's. Who's this guy, Dan? Dan? Am I gonna live after I drink this? <laughs> no one said Good that. Good lord. Hmm. Oh, it's got a kick. That's a little bit of a kick. It's Don't a tingle Dan, in the back of the throat. Send me a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> a tingle in the back of the throat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it's, uh, that that's sounds really good. I like it. I like it okay, too. so mm. what kind of alcohol could you add to this? So what too? you would do with this is you'd make mm. a fiery mule out of it. Now, it's not a ginger vodka. beer. It's a ginger ale. Now, again, I know we're, we're uh, separating here. Glenn isn't here, so usually it would be two to two here, people yeah. who drink and don't. Uh, but uh, they have, uh, if you put a little uh, vodka of this, it'll, you know, you'd have a little spicy mule. It would be very, very tasty. Yes. Tasty. I okay, like it so just like it is. It is we, like it's really good like it is. We approve, Dan. Yeah. Thank you so much for sending that. And yesterday's poll, the Iowa Supreme Court unanimously ruled that Medicaid must cover gender transition surgeries, which I have so many thoughts on. But 97, 97% of you said that's crazy. 97%. Yell at the other three. Go ahead. The, the voice of sanity. Well, I can't because 1% said good call and 2% said unsure. Wow. How can you still not be unsure? How can you be unsure? 
Thank you. At least How he's being be nice unsure. about it. You're screaming at them all the time. These I'm poor people screaming. taking polls. I'm just saying, let's be logical and reasonable. It's Answer the passive individuals that don't want to get in the fight. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. But they then why are you say. answering the poll? Why? Oh! Don't look, answer the poll. Look who's yeah. yelling at them now. Yeah. Oh, you're influencing guys. I was easily influenced. And today's poll question, are you surprised that Nancy Pelosi is backing off her desire to impeach President Trump? Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. What do you think, Stu? Are you surprised? Uh, I, 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 no, I think it's, this is, I don't think she actually is backing off. I think it's strategy. strategy. She's, her, her belief is if it's going to happen, you're going to have to convince not just Democrats, but everybody. So she looks like she's open to the evidence and then later on could be like, well, look at the Mueller report. It was so bad. I didn't even see it coming. I mean, I said on the record I didn't want to do it, but look. Yeah. I think that's the only way she thinks it's actually going to be real. So I think that's why she's holding back. What do you think, David? I think it's funny that she said that uh, the reason she didn't want to talk about it or do it was because it was dividing the country. Mm. When that's all they've been mm. doing yeah. is inciting <laughs> emotional responses from Americans and dividing the country. Right. Well, and it's like, what are you talking about? A new leaf. Right. Oh, she she knows now. She doesn't want to. <laughs> she's not even playing with a full leaf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, David. Tell everyone again. Really quickly before we go, why I why I couldn't stay silent. One man's battle as a black conservative. They can find it at DavidHarrisJr.com. All right, cool. thank you so much yeah. for being. There's here. an option where they can have me autograph it, personalize it to them too. So. Oh, nice. Very want. cool. Like yours I don't is. Mean to brag, but, um, <laughs> I already got that. That's awesome. So, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank it was you. A pleasure. My pleasure. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. David, thanks, man. That was thank awesome. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're amazing. Today. Okay, I have to know. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.